Hello. 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 <laughs> How are you? Someone's back from the outside. I'm a changed person. <laughs> I'm doing amazing though. Amazing. I want to hear all about your trip. Mm -hmm. I want to hear all about the boys. I want to oh. hear all about the girls. The girls and the boys and the gays and the theys. The gays, the theys, mm -hmm. and all of the above. And um, I just want to know how we're feeling today, mm -hmm. other than hot as shit. Hot as fuck, yeah. We have to turn off the AC because it's so hot and we're sweating balls in here. Mm -hmm. It's good for your soul though. It's like um, poor people sauna. <laughs> <laughs> true, very, very true. <laughs> um, I feel amazing. I feel so proud of myself and confident. That's how I feel today. Oh my god, yeah. that's really great. I'm feeling a little bit of that. Okay. I just want to say thank you to all the listeners. Oh yes. In the last episode. Mm -hmm. um, thanks for your support. Thanks for following my Instagram. Seriously. And... I mean, the amount of people that message us and tell us like specific details of our podcast, like to know that you're actually listening is crazy. And I'm so fucking grateful because... I'm never I'm just never gonna take that for granted the fact that people care about what we have to say you know <laughs> yeah thank you so much thank you guys please enjoy the fourth episode of mm -hmm. bitches with intellect i can't believe it's already the fourth it feels like this is going by so fast it is but i'm 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 ready i'm ready for the 50th i'm ready for the 100th like let's go <laughs> <laughs> let's go <laughs> Doesn't Dax do that in his podcast? He yeah. like sings the intro. He's like, that's us right now. We're like, <laughs> I don't even. That's listen. I forgot how it goes. Okay. Oh yeah, you're, you edit the podcast. You know. The bass. So good. <laughs> so going in order of importance. I yes. need to know. Tell us about Louisiana. Just tell us. What do you want to okay. share with us? Tell us. My daddy, Alabama. Mama Louisiana. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, so let's start off with the fact that I was singing that under my breath the whole time. <laughs> because it's the only song I know that has Louisiana in it. And it's obviously Formation by Beyonce. Um, by Beyonce. Yeah, um, American Treasure. <laughs> American Treasure. And Locals, so hospitable, I'd say. Hospitable. But... Some of them are also very closed off. Like, it felt like two extremes. Mm. People were either very closed off or very open. People would come up to me and, like, talk to me about my outfit and stuff. Or I would compliment someone on their outfit and they'd, like, be so hesitant to have any type of small talk, basically. And I realized that was, like... probably the tourists. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows where they were from then? You're right. You're mm -hmm. so right. Because, yeah, you're right. Um, They must... Because the people who live there in New Orleans must be used to so many tourists that they, mm -hmm. like, you know, they're like, oh, where are you from? Like, that yeah. was a very common thing. Like, they know a lot of people aren't from there. So they're good at small talk, I guess. But I guess the people I complimented just happen not to be from there. Um, But um, 
Yeah, so I guess you're right, because I thought it was like a southern thing, I guess, where I thought well, maybe yeah. West Coast people are a lot better at small talk and all that, but I guess you never know. I didn't ask them where they were from, so... Well, it's like a, it's like a well-known fact, like southern hospitality, people mm-hmm. in the south, they're all really welcoming and they all talk to each other and say hi. Mm-hmm. Many times, no, I wouldn't say many times, but there are times where, you know, to get the tea... Mm-hmm. Um, and not necessarily because they want to be nice to you or care about you, but <laughs> for the most part, yes, yeah, they care. And I accept their... that. As a Gemini, I love gossip. I live for it. <laughs> I don't ever, I don't really necessarily spread gossip, but I just like to listen to it. Yeah. So I'm, I can totally relate. <laughs> I don't have any tea, but girl, spill. Yeah. I don't <laughs> Let me get my, my popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I yeah, want to know everything. They say the West Coast <laughs> and East Coast both are not very sociable. And it's probably because of the amount of West people. Coast and East Coast. Well, definitely New York, right? Like, no one talks to each other. I feel like people do. Have you not... Like, there's so many clips of people um, dancing on the street together. Like, people cheering each other on. People, like, being like, yes! Like, to their outfits. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Or at least maybe that's just the side of TikTok I'm on. <laughs> right. Like, you know? Well, who's to know, really, if it's just a stereotype or if it's true? Right? I... I personally believe it's a complete stereotype mm-hmm. i think but I mean, new york people are some of well, the most york, open yeah. people ever ever because you go there for that it's the culture it's the community it's the i love new york vibe city, of I love it the people there mm-hmm. it's just like a like do you talk to your neighbor like are you guys all friends because in the south mm. your neighbor's your friend at least that's the stereotype that i've heard you know okay and, but i can see it in la like no one talks to you in la people don't mm-hmm. have time to talk to you People have a wall in LA. They do. It's a lot of shallowness here, and I think that's what drives people to build up a wall. Because, like, if you're just deriving by your friendships through shallowness, it's like, then you're always going to be nervous and afraid because we're not perfect on the outside. Right. Or, no, we're never perfect. We're never perfect at all. Not to mention that California in general, but LA specifically, the imbalance of income is ridiculous. Mm. Like... Yeah. You could be a millionaire producer mm-hmm. in line at 7-Eleven trying to get cigarettes. And behind you is, like, a person experiencing homelessness with no shoes. Like, and yeah. that's just how it is, you know? Yeah. But people, and people mm-hmm. don't talk to each other, don't acknowledge each other. Right. You just move on. and Focus on your own shit. Yeah. There's no real community. It's just, like, yeah. people doing their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, But the South was incredible. I think it's, like specifically new orleans just like the history that you feel when you're there like some of the oldest buildings are found there things are kept the same for the most part you know obviously it's like modern modernized but you know things don't change like jazz clubs whatever you know the french quarter all the like courtyards that were outside the apartments like things like that are still there so it was so cool for me to feel like i was walking into like a time capsule Mm. yeah and like that's my shit like put me in a new place i've never been to before that's a gemini's dream because we love to learn we love to experience newness and you know we move well, once we get things like we move on so quickly so like you know i've i've i grew up in california obviously i'm over it everyone who's in california is over it so it's like i just needed something new a new place like and i truly truly fell in love like i i want to go back so bad like since i've been back i've just been telling you like i'm taking you I'm taking you. Like, we're going to Bourbon Street. We're going to the bars. We're going to jazz clubs. We're dancing. Like, there were so many singers in the in the bars. And, like, they blew my mind. Like, they were just... It was just incredible. Like, the South Side just really knows how to do it. It was so fun. They know how to have fun. I mean, what other city has a dead-ass a holiday where everything closes so that you can go out and party? Like, Mardi Gras. Like, 
you know, things close down. Like, it's it's an official holiday for them. Everyone's open. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's partying. Yeah. Every, every person, regardless of age, age, income status, race. You're on the street. Mm-hmm. Every It's so packed. You're on the street. And you... So many, all the locals and then also other people. So it's just like so much intersectionality. Yeah, it's beautiful. I felt I felt that even when I was there, which is like, whoa, this is a mix of a lot of things. And everyone is just on the same page here about like being, being friendly. And like, I felt this like deep love for the city, regardless of what we said, like age, mm-hmm. race, income, like it's just, it's great. When you're walking down the streets, like there's music playing and stuff and everyone's vibing. It's just great. Like, you know, the amount of like opportunity to connect is is unmatched. Mm-hmm. I've never experienced anything like it. It was great. And you said you didn't have to take the bus or anything or no. get a lift. Like you could just walk wherever you needed to go. No, yeah. Like where we stayed, the French Quarter in Jackson Square, like those, the most famous areas, obviously they're very touristy. So there's a lot of hotels surrounding it. So we literally just got one of those hotels and then just walked max 15 minutes to get to it. And it was a great walk. Yeah, it was like, I love walking. I love a city where I feel safe enough to walk in, you know? And um, it was very hot and humid. The first thing Natalie and I, Natalie's the friend that I went with, the first thing we said when we stepped off the plane and we felt the weather was ill. (laughs) just we couldn't like Mm. it was just because especially because um on the plane the air so dry that the like impact of of all this humidity hitting you and like your lungs not being able to breathe the first five seconds you're like what the fuck but obviously we got used to it and it just like added a little a little charm Mm -hmm. to the city i guess It's a constant reminder that you're not in Kansas anymore. Exactly. I literally, I'm pretty sure I said that. I said, we're not in LA anymore. Uh, No, no, ma'am. That reminds me of when I went to New York. Similar thing, like humid. I went in June as well. That's Mm -hmm. crazy. How old were you again? I was 19. Okay. Uh, I think it was like 2013 when I went. And Mm -hmm. it was just me and my friend. Similar to you. Yeah. But we stayed like three weeks. Yeah, I was Which so ended jealous. Up being a little bit too much. Yeah. Like after the second oh. week, I was like homesick. You I know? feel you. Even though I really loved it, and it, like, not even culture shock, but just like the environmental shock. Mm-hmm. Like everything is different. The air, the atmosphere, the yeah. people. It's intoxicating. It's it's exci- exciting to be out of the norm. Yeah. Because like I've always lived in California. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it was nice to come back and, like, enjoy the weather again, you know? <laughs> yeah, enjoy what's here. Yeah. Like, I remember I stayed maybe, like, four days in New York once, and um, I just remember missing my car. I remember missing driving. Like, I love traveling mm-hmm. on the subway, but it's just the little things, yeah. you know? There's nothing like driving down the Pacific Coast Highway and just listening to music and, and the weather being beautiful, even when it's hot. But mm-hmm. over there, it's, like... I feel like it's such a city that like it's so hot and there, there's no real breeze and yeah. you can't drive around but but you do it for the culture you do it for the vibes <laughs> yeah that's where uh the streetcar named desire was oh yeah in. in new orleans yeah the <laughs> the there's a streetcar that passes by the main street there i forgot what it's called and um it, the book is based off that that streetcar so amazing i know i tried to take a video but uh, I was too busy <laughs> with other things. Speaking of connection, I met. Okay. Heather just needed to.
Okay, go off, Queen. Go off. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, thank you for that. Thank you, Heather. So well spoken. Um <laughs> so I met to, oh my god. She doesn't want me to talk about it. She doesn't want she me to talk it. about she it. She feels it in her belly. She's like, no, no, no. She <laughs> said, Valerie, no. Valerie, no. Too bad she's not the boss of us. I know. Who knows? But basically, I met, I, speaking of connection, I met these two lovely boys um, in the club. In the club, we all fam. Ooh, <laughs> That's from Broad City. <laughs> in the club, we all fam. <laughs> um, but yeah, we were just... Okay, so there was this one specific bar where there was live singing by these two wonderful women. And um, we just, Natalie and I kept going back there. And so we, we went to that place three nights in a row. The, by the second night is when we met them. They were from Arkansas. So they weren't that far. I, I guess they're on the border of Louisiana, which is like, wow, that's not far at all. So one of them was gay. One of them was an ally. Um... <laughs> We love a gay. We love an ally. And we love an ally. <laughs> um, yeah, and the gay phrased it that way. Because I was like, oh, I just assumed his friend was gay, which is not <laughs> we, the best assumption. Are we going to say their name? No. Okay, we well, should probably come up with something other than the gay. Right. I was going to go along with just the gay and the ally. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that sounds like a cute little fairy tale of the gay and the ally. I'm going to write a children's book. <laughs> <laughs> so, let me think. Oh my gosh, this is hard. Um, Harry and... Harry and Chris. Harry is... We'll make him the ally. Harry's the ally. Chris is the gay. So... <laughs> so basically, this is the love story, right? So I'm, we're dancing, we're vibing. Ooh, ooh, ah, kakarakao. Then I look over and... Which one did I say was the gay? <laughs> Chris. Chris. So I look over and Chris and I make eye contact. And we just like instantly are like dancing, like, you know, like vibing, like we, our energies are just like matching. And then he like, we go up to each other and he's like, oh my gosh, like I love your outfit. And I'm like, I love yours. And then I'm like, the whole trip, I was just asking people their sign. Like even the waiter, I was like, what's your sign? But, um. What's your name? What's your sign? <laughs> I have no other line, but what's your name? What's your sign? <laughs> um, and he's like, I'm a Sagittarius. And I start jumping and screaming because Sagittarius people are my shit. Like, people are afraid of them because they can be intimidating, but I think people are intimidated by Geminis as well. We have this respect for each other, or at least I don't care if they respect me, but I respect them. Mm -hmm. And they are so just open and fun and vibrant and like loud. And they're just like, for me, the most fun fire sign. Um, and you know, fire and air signs are just a match made in heaven because Obviously, you need air to start a fire and so like to fan the flame to fan the flame and you're just like create this huge like energy mm -hmm. between each other. So I was so happy he was a Sag. And then um, I asked his friend, I was like, what's your sign? And he's like, I'm a Virgo. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love a Virgo. I love um, Virgo slander. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I like I, I don't have any least favorite sign or anything. I like all signs. Mm -hmm. Just It's just that, and Virgo and Scorpio are the two signs that people I think are most um, nervous about. 
or like I thought it was Gemini weary. Scorpio. Well, yeah, Gemini, Scorpio, and Virgo. It yeah. would be what I I would think. And but I love all signs really. But the only reason why I personally feel a little bit like, ooh, you're a Virgo, is because they have a controlling nature. And I'm the complete opposite. Like, if you tell a Gemini what to do, I will laugh in your face. Like, there's just no way. But, you know, I don't care. Like, I'm never gonna have this preconceived notion of someone because of their sign. It's just, oh, you're a Virgo, okay. And, like, just me being aware of, like, they're a little controlling. But we were dancing all night. It was great. And then we just vibed so well that we asked them, like, oh, what are you doing the next day? Um... And they're like, oh, we're doing nothing. And so then we were just like, we exchanged Snapchats. Like I'm in fucking high school again. <laughs> and we were like, okay, we'll just like meet up or talk or whatever, possibly. And then actually Natalie and I were supposed to leave the, that day, the next day that we, we were planting out with them. But we were leaving at five. So we were like, okay, we have some time, but not that much time. And then we ended up just changing our flight because we just wanted to stay Basically, someone told us that th this day that, that we were going to leave was going to be a Thursday. Someone told us that Thursday is New Orleans Friday. Like, the weekend starts on, on Thursday. And then they also said that that's when they were celebrating Pride Month. And so I was like, Natalie, if we don't stay, that's homophobic. <laughs> like, straight up. Like, we have to stay now. Like, I'm gay. Do you support me? I'm just kidding. Are you an ally? Are you an ally? <laughs> and obviously she was like, of course. <laughs> if anything, honestly, Natalie was pushing me more to stay. Like by that, I mean, she cleared up the logistics of it. Like she was kind of helping us figure it out more. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. Like we could do it. Like we actually could. And so then we did change our flight. We, we hit them up the next day. We meet up at 1 PM. So like great time to hang out, you know, like they were down to clown. Like they were down to hang because there were so many other people we met at the bars before that like we had exchanged numbers but like nothing fell through but they were so down and I loved it. We went to like these voodoo shops and just walked around and had like a lovely time like cracking jokes left and right like it was so fun and it was just like incredible to connect with people the way I did with them like we literally when we went day drinking this woman came up to us and was like, are you guys lifelong best friends or are you relatives? Aww. And we're like, we met yesterday. <laughs> like, like, that's how close we were, though. Like, we really opened up Aww. right away. Like, we became really, really close really fast. Mm -hmm. At least for me. I don't open up that quickly. Mm -hmm. I don't think they do either, honestly. So it was just great to find genuine connection that quickly. And yeah, I... I saw you singing and dancing to the, to Valerie by Amy yes. Winehouse. Oh yeah, so there's this other... Is that by Amy Winehouse? It is. Well, I think it's by a band that Amy Winehouse covered. Got it. But Amy Winehouse made it famous. famous. Yeah, this group that I met, the first night I went out, they requested the song for me they requested it for me because it was my birthday they were like happy Thank birthday you. or whatever and i was like oh my gosh you guys like i dead ass was so surprised it was just the sweetest thing ever and and i was vibing <laughs> and the singer knew that my name was valerie like i'm pretty sure they told her when they said that it was my birthday and so her and i were just like singing to each other and it was like the best moment ever it was it was the best that was my favorite part of like when we went out partying was during that song <laughs> Just, I felt so connected to everyone and so loved and it was great. It was so fun. So, love New Orleans. And, oh, I just wanted to mention really quickly that there's a chance that Chris is going to come to LA. And I was like, bitch, we're going out. Like, if you're coming, we're going out. West Hollywood? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to LA. We're going to West Hollywood. We're going to the bars. He better bring a fake 
because <laughs> because they were bold. They both didn't have IDs, and they were both underage, and they both just, like, finessed their way the first two nights. <laughs> Not the last night they didn't finesse their way, but either way, I'm, like, I had to let them know, like, if you're gonna come to LA, like, you have to bring a fake because they don't tolerate that shit, like, how they do in the South. Like, mm -hmm. no. They check every time. Okay, well, it sounds like you had such a great trip, and I'm so happy for you. Yes, and thank you. A little jelly. I don't want to go on a trip, but really excited for you. Thank you. And we're gonna go either way. Really good gifts. Oh yeah, yeah, I tried. Yeah. Um. So you brought us. Well, you brought Heidi. Mm -hmm. A little collar with rainbow hearts on it. Yeah, Pride Month, baby. I love it. Happy Pride. Mm -hmm. And a chew toy in the shape of a crawfish. Yeah, I brought her back crawfish. That's so cute. <laughs> She's obsessed with it. She is. She's a southern girl. <laughs> and then you got me a mm -hmm. painting mm -hmm. by a local of artist. A of a local artist. It was so beautiful. Like I love art. Mm -hmm. and you just know me so well. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna put it up on my bathroom. I'm so happy. I was needing some decoration there. Yeah. So exciting. And a shot glass. And a shot glass. Yep. I totally forgot about mm -hmm. it. You need a shot glass from New I Orleans. Need a shot. You need a shot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Should we pick out a topic? Sure. I mean, do you want to say that we're you doing do it? it? Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, so actually, um, mm -hmm. we made this little pile of topics if you will we wrote a topic on a little piece of paper and we're gonna choose one mm -hmm. to talk about yeah um and you know <laughs> we're planning on doing this just whenever you know we don't have that much to talk about that week we can just discuss the topic so yeah do you so just to give it? us to reignite our creativity and yeah our conversation our flow, our flow. Mm -hmm. do you want to choose it you choose it okay mm -hmm. all righty let's see what this says it says what makes you the most angry? Oh, okay. We're going oh, there. We're going Ooh. There. I have one. Okay. I hate when people say things that they don't mean. <gasps> yes. People whose word means nothing. Mm -hmm. I hate that. I hate that. Like, um, let's just say, like, I'm planning to hook up with you and, um, you don't pay for my food. And I say, I say... Are you going to pay for my food? And instead of answering honestly, you say, I can pay for your food. And then you don't end up paying for my food. I see. But this is this is what I'm getting to. It's for me. It's not for me. I can pay for my food. No problem. It's not that. That's not the problem. That's not what makes me angry. It's not even the fact that he didn't pay for my food that makes me angry. What makes me angry is that don't say you're going to if you are not, because then that tells me your words mean nothing. They mean nothing to me after that point. And I think that's just because I mean what I say when I say it. Mm -hmm. And and I'm words are very important to me. I don't know why they're not important to other people sometimes, but whatever. This sounds very specific. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I hear you. I think exactly. Like it's not always <laughs> what they said they would do. Because I feel like me and you I don't know if it's our signs. I don't know if it's our childhood trauma. Mm -hmm. But I feel like we have a really hard time asking for help, accepting help. Definitely. Um, being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much it. But So when someone says, like, or when you ask someone for help and they say yes and then they don't do it. Mm -hmm. It just really just, like, it's like a knife to the heart. Like, you know, for me, I feel a little bit embarrassed that I even asked because in the end they didn't even help me end up helping me you know mm -hmm. for me well I want to get into why you feel embarrassed but for me I don't I don't feel embarrassed I feel like well that sucks for you because 
at the end of the day, you're gonna keeping you. I'm keeping me, and I'm someone who does stick to their word. So I don't, I don't get embarrassed. I get embarrassed for them. I'm like, ooh, you just fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-mm. I don't look at you the same. I feel a little bit embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I like exposed, I guess. But for the most part, it's like it's a pet peeve. I just hate mm-hmm. it. I just hate it. And okay, like I'm in my past relationships, page. dude, I hate that shit. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I agree. The lack of communication. Oh my gosh, you know. Yeah, in a relationship, yeah. Don't. I can never. I'm never subjecting myself to that again. People who say shit that they don't mean, like, or I'll do this for you, I'll do this for you, and then they don't do it. And it could be small things, and it's mm-hmm. not really the small things. It's not about the thing. I mean. Yeah. It's not about the thing itself. It's like, don't tell me you're going to do something for me just for me to shut up and forget about it. Dude, the amount of times I said that in an argument. Ooh. Like, I feel like you... This is what I would say. Mm -hmm. I feel like you just tell me what I want to hear so I just shut the fuck up. Yeah. And next thing you know, you don't do anything that you said you were going to do. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, in my past relationships, I've always gotten that response of like, basically, okay, I'll do whatever you want me to do. And it's like, it's not... Like, why is it, why does it always have to end up that I'm telling you what to do? You yeah. Know, when it's supposed to be a partnership, when it's supposed to be equal part supportive. And mm-hmm. if I ask you for help, you, if I ask anyone for help, we're being adults and you can tell me yes and you can tell me no. No one's forcing you, no one's putting a gun to your head. And if someone's asking me for something, I know that I have the choice to say no. Yep. And if I say yes, it's because I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do. Period. So it really, it really pisses me off. Me too. If you don't want to do it, that's your prerogative to say no. I don't know what prerogative means, but it sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, your responsibility. Okay, period. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad I, I somehow knew. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am not here to fucking guess if you mean what you say. I'm never going to do that. I'm not here to guess. You either tell me you are or you aren't. You either mean what you say or you don't. Get out of here. And I'm tired of settling for people like that. Like, at the first time that someone does that to me. And, and of course, it's like, we're not talking about coworkers or acquaintances. I'm no. talking about, like, if I truly feel like I want you to be my friend, and then mm-hmm. I realize, oh, you're someone who doesn't keep their word. You're not someone that I want to be friends with anymore. Yeah. We're, like, mm-hmm. courting each other. <laughs> Such an old term. <laughs> if we're dating or whatever. <laughs> courting. And then I realize that, uh-huh. like, you don't keep your word. That's also enough reason for me to just stop. Yeah. Just stop. I've got to an age where, like, <laughs> I've dated people, different types of people, and I've learned what I like, what I don't like, and what I'm willing to overlook and work with, and things that I'm not willing to overlook. Mm-hmm. And that's one of them dead ass because and you can find that out pretty easily mm-hmm. you know yeah like if you if i feel like you deserve a place in my life like you've done well so far and i feel like wow this person might deserve a place in my life you can lose that just as easily right and i'm not sorry about it no. and i'm tired of women being told that they're dramatic or taking things too extreme or being exaggerated or that they need to chill over things like this when calm it's like down. Mm-hmm. calm down valerie it's just a six dollar meal it's and like it's just a six dollar meal asshole then why don't you fucking pay for it Mm -hmm. and you know why i think i'm entitled to them paying i can pay for my own shit but the reason i'm like well are you gonna pay for my shit because i want you to i don't need you to but i'm expecting you to and the reason is because women are valued over their looks and men are valued over how much money they make if i'm delivering my part the least you can do is pay for my food that's the very least you can do um, I think, too, it's it's a small way of kind of measuring, like, are they a generous person or are they not? Mm-hmm. Um, because, y- you know, 
I'm a firm believer that generosity is extremely tied to sex. If you in your life walk around in a world of lack and mm -hmm. all you do is take and take from other people. Mm -hmm. And hold on to things so tightly of whatever is yours, like your money, like you hold mm -hmm. on just way too tightly. Or you're only focused on your own pleasure, on yes. your own uh, success, on your own happiness and joy. I'm sorry, but I don't want to have sex with you. Mm -hmm. Because I can only imagine that to you, it doesn't really matter if I'm enjoying myself. To you, it doesn't really matter if I'm going to come, like, straight up. And if that's not a priority of yours, then you cannot have sex with me. Yep. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Go off, queen. Go off. And let me tell you, the dick wasn't that big. I just need to say that. I just need that on record. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> oh. Well, isn't it funny, though? Like, what, what exactly am I getting out of this interaction? Is mm -hmm. it sex? Well, it wasn't that good. Am I getting dinner after? Well, you didn't even do that. Yep. Period. <laughs> like, Period. And okay. And that's why is this is a huge lesson for me as to whether I even want to fucking go through with it anymore. Because truly, um, I felt like he hadn't fucked up at all until that moment that night where he didn't pay for my food. So I was just going to give him the benefit of the doubt. You haven't fucked up, you know? Like, I was like, okay, whatever. I'll go through with it. Like, it's, it's for me. It's not about you. But looking back, I don't think I would have gone through with it anymore. And that's what I needed to learn. Mm -hmm. Was, actually, that doesn't really align with my values anymore if someone isn't willing to pay for my food. I'm not okay with that anymore. So this was like a one-night stand type of thing? Yes. Okay. So no more one-night stands for you? I'm not going to say no more. I'm just saying I think about them a lot differently. I had to go experience that one in order to learn what I need from that person in order to go through with it and to feel comfortable before, during, and after it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. there's some boxes that need to be checked. Yeah. One of them is at least pay for my food. Or don't say you're going to mm -hmm. if you don't plan to. Yep. The thing is I didn't know he wasn't going to pay for it until he fucking left. Didn't say shit. But you know what? I, I didn't say anything. I kept my mouth shut because I am never going to beg for anyone to pay for anything for me. You just showed your true colors though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's fine. Is Go this ahead. the same guy that you said that you bought him a drink? Oh, um, yes. So it's not like a one-way, like, oh, I just expect you to pay for my drinks. And no, I had been generous that night. And pay for the lift and pay for the, you know, it's like, you were doing your part, and that was just something that he said he would do, and he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I don't expect anything in return. Basically, it's not tit for tat, but I expect you to have that same level of generosity for me. Just like as a friend, not as a romantic partner, just as a friend. Because that's how I treat my friends and we treat each other. We do it equally. We, we're as equal as we can be with those things. So it's like, it's not about romantic relationship or like tit for tat. It's like, no, as my friend, I would assume that you would have, your friend who you're having sex with, apparently, that's the least you can do. Like when there's a little bit of romantic tie in it, like, yeah, pay for my food. Mm -hmm. Like that's the least you can do to show that you're generous as a friend and, and going considering back to being, point, yeah. Someone who keeps their word. Yeah. Someone says, okay, yeah, I'll pay for your food later, whatever. And mm -hmm. then he doesn't. And like, is, is it possible he forgot? It's possible. But come on, people. Like, No, he didn't forget. In my opinion, he did not forget. Okay, he did why not do you forget. think he didn't forget? I just know. I can't say why because it would give away who this person is. Okay. But I just, um, but I, I know that they would never forget this. Do you want to know why I think that is a huge trigger for us? Why? Because if someone is routinely making promises they don't keep, then there's this constant ambiguity with where the, where they stand and what you can expect from them. Right. And for someone who 
grew up in a home where nothing was consistent. Everything was always all over the place, unpredictable. It's super triggering for us to feel like we don't know what to expect from people. Yes. You know? And mm-hmm. I think that's something that I'm so glad I've understood about myself because it's something that in the future with friends too, but like any future partners, it could be something I can like talk to them about because I know that I've been very abusive in the past very controlling Mm -hmm. because i'm triggered because i'm triggered by that Mm -hmm. you know um but also it's on me too to like get to know people and to truly believe them yeah when they show their true colors like yeah you know that's why dating is so important yeah before you become exclusive for me exclusivity is like too close to codependency at this Mm -hmm. so i need to like figure myself out before I ever become exclusive again because I feel like I'll just go back to that codependent yeah because your attachment style in your head when you're in a relationship is just codependent exactly yeah and I don't Mm -hmm. want that anymore I don't want to put anybody through that anymore right yeah it you you saw where it got you and it wasn't fun no and I feel you because that's same with me like and I'm glad I learned it at an early age and you too yeah you learned it at an early age people don't learn this till they're 50 sometimes but i'm just glad that i early on i forgot what <laughs> sorry it's okay Patty looks so cute <laughs> i had to take a picture of her but yeah early on learn um our our triggers in a relationship and our tendencies to be codependent and where that gets you and how we never want to do that again and i feel like i've definitely gotten myself out of that because i've experienced a couple of connections and i feel like i've proven to myself time and time again how much i've grown and that's what makes me so incredibly proud of myself is knowing i'm not codependent anymore and i really don't need anyone Mm -hmm. it's great and by don't need anyone i mean i want you there but i don't feel like i need you there i just want you there isn't that like even more of a loving feeling a thousand percent to be with someone because they want you to be there not because they need you you there because exactly if if you need someone you'll never know if they're doing it because they love you or if it's out of sheer loneliness Damn. and that's really really sad and just completely disturbing for me to think about for myself if that's what i'm doing it for just is so not it it's so not it it's terrible when you're gonna your bubble's gonna burst yeah. eventually if because you're gonna have no self-esteem no real confidence so that relationship is just gonna go south right back to the south oh <laughs> So. What makes you angry? Um, honestly, that is the number one thing. Really? And, okay. Yeah. Wow, we're on the same page. We, we have the are, same triggers. We I, came from the same house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we have like the same birth chart. So I feel True. Like a lot of things. Well, and by that I mean we're both. Our sun is both an air sign. Our moon is both a water sign, and then our rising is both in Capricorn. Yep. yep. I'm a Gemini sun. I'm a Libra. Pi- uh huh. Libra. I'm a Pisces moon. I'm a Cancer moon. And then Cap rising. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, Kylie Jenner's a Cap rising. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I love that. I'm gonna make a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. What else makes you angry? Heather? <laughs> Heather, Heather annoys me. It doesn't make me angry. Okay. No. Heather I, staring at you. She. Oh. I, I can tell you something. People who really only see one side or the other and there's no in between. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's the Libra in me that has to see both sides. But it just annoys me. It's like we live in a world where things are gray most of the time. Um, All of the time. All of the time, things are complex and gray. There's so many levels to everything. Mm -hmm. Um, The truth is always somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. And so it's really hard for me to be like, it's really hard for me to connect with people like that because I feel like we can't even have a conversation, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, No, yeah, I can't. I can't give my energy to people who are just like, spew out like, 
like yeah just like this bullshit of like usually regurgitating just whatever they heard on the news or whatever yeah uh uh-huh and um like sheep sheep like sheep ways of thinking like you're just a sheep who just listens to other people's opinions and then you're like that sounds about right Mm -hmm. whereas if you have like this idea of complexity that there's complexity to everything then you it makes it better for you to discern with taking a lot of things into account Mm -hmm. and then you come up with your own opinion right like i want to hear what other people take into account because it's not just black and white i want to know what layers you think adds to things yeah to this and that and you know right and like Mm -hmm. we don't live in a vacuum like everyone has a past everyone has everyone is anchored in different places whether it's a healthy environment or a Mm non-healthy environment and so it's just like all the judgments that are made just based on like superficial facts thing or just like i'm getting too vague i think but what i mean is if you can't play the devil's advocate you know i mean i'm not saying don't have strong beliefs like have strong beliefs but i i think it's important to play the devil's advocate and to mm-hmm. see the other person's side always. always i agree because then you're just gonna miss a lot of the issues that could have been resolved upstream rather than downstream when mm-hmm. it's too late you know yeah and so like you you're know. just gonna like it's better to bring up what other possibilities instead of like it coming out later and just yeah yeah what comes to mind is like i could never argue with because i love to debate you know and all i don't care if people disagree with me like let's debate you know yeah me too but i don't want to debate with someone who is so set in what they believe in that they're not even willing to listen to what i'm saying you know? yeah like you don't have to agree with me at all you can be stubborn in your opinion but at least like listen yeah genuinely listen yeah and one of the topics that triggers me <laughs> i'm just gonna stop using that word for why well because it, it doesn't trigger like, oh it's not okay because i was like if it triggers you it triggers you but if it does okay no. so i would say like what makes me mad is seeing because like i don't think I'm either a Democrat or Republican. I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm more in the middle. That's a really good example. Okay. Like, I can't stand people who are just one thing, you know? And I get it. People can identify as either one. But if you don't question anything, Mm -hmm. just because it comes from that liberal side or from that conservative side Mm -hmm. from that conservative side then i just am leading question i'm just questioning if you even have like that critical thinking in your head where you're actually seeing all sides before making a decision and i just i can't do it it like Mm -hmm. really pissed me off if i had to put like a actual specific issue fucking prisons man Mm -hmm. they make no sense they don't nope. work. Nope. It's mm-hmm. bullshit. Racist. It's just like completely racist. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with a downstream issue without dealing with the mental health issues. Yeah. They cannot economic inequality their lack of resources lack of resources is a huge one i always think about like these people who are in prison they just had a lack of resources growing up like oh they were selling fucking cocaine or whatever like what was the infrastructure put in place to make sure that this person had a good education mm-hmm. had stable adults in his life that motivated him and him or her built up their self-esteem and led them or were mentoring towards them and showed them how to follow their dreams and do something that isn't illegal you know yeah because there was a lot of to label things as illegal yeah yeah uh, but it's like where's the morality in all this you know yeah there was a lot of things that had to go wrong in that person's life so it's not just them a lot of people who had to like let that person down as a child in order for them to go down that route exactly you know it's not just them yeah you know or like well they're adults now yeah they're adults now but the we're thing all is, her children exactly yeah. so they weren't always adults yep. they were at one point at the mercy of the adults in their life mm-hmm. who were supposed to keep them safe 
and who were supposed to show them and give them the tools to be strong, healthy adults. Yeah. And if you don't get that as a kid, you stay a kid. Yep. So true. And that's just that. Period. Period. Period, mama. <laughs> and how you were, when you were talking about how you have to look at both sides of things about Democrat and Republican, I think a lot of people would be really like defensive about being like why would you look at the other side of things from a conservative or a republican and all i want to say to that is that it's no accident that we are so so pinned against each other that we can't even form a conversation that's not an accident that's on purpose to keep us distracted while they keep doing all this dumb shit where they act like they care about us but they don't and then they it's not it's just no accident that they pinned us against each other as, as um as citizens yeah and and i have a lot of compassion for anyone who is defensive because i was that way too Mm -hmm. i couldn't look at how like any person could respect a republican and and so i get where you're coming from Mm -hmm. but i just want to say that like that's just sets us so back if we keep thinking that we can't have conversations and look at both sides to things Mm -hmm. and i also want to say that the more convenient thing to do is to just pretend one side is good and one side is bad that's, That's the, the easier, easier thing, thing. Yeah. to do. Yeah. So don't do the easy thing. Don't be a sheep. Don't mm-hmm. allow the news and media and your friends and family who listen to the news and media and your teachers and your fellow students, whatever, like, don't let them decide what to think at yeah. the end of the day. To decide to look at things black and white. Don't, don't do that. That's such, it's just sheep mentality. And I don't ever want to be that way. So I feel like this is something I needed to hear when I was really looking at things black and white, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a good rule of thumb is if you're starting to feel scared about something, if you're watching the news and you start to feel actually scared in your chest, start to actually, you know, question, like, is this information really adding value to my life? You know, because not only is it black and white but a lot of times it's stuff that we have no direct control over mm-hmm. and so while we're stressing about this stuff that we don't have control over like the police for example like if we just if i stressed every day about the police something i have no control over but the government has control over is that what Mass you mean shootings yeah anything that you see on the news that's like you need to be scared you need to be scared you need to be scared you're all that energy going to being scared about those things you could be using towards the things you actually do have control over which is having connection with your family having connection with your friends mm-hmm. um taking care of your mental health making sure that you know you're taking care of yourself physically but also mentally mm-hmm. taking a break having compassion for yourself very important mm-hmm. and that takes a lot of energy yeah so, and that's all you have control over exactly that's it Mm -hmm. and that does have a ripple effect because Mm -hmm. when you are joyful when you are a whole person you touch everyone around you not in that way unless you want to oh okay (laughs) (laughs) you have an impact on everyone around you yes and they have an impact on everyone around them and in that way you are making the world a better place by taking care of yourself Mm mm-hmm when you take care of yourself, this is the dumbed down version that I probably would need to hear. If you take care of yourself, then you teach others how to take care of themselves and no one has to take care of each other anymore, period. 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 Or <laughs> you're all taking care of each other by taking care of yourself. Yes, yes. I don't put it on your shoulders, my mental health, m- being compassionate to myself, giving myself breaks. I don't put that on your shoulders. You don't put it on mine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we are taking care of each other in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was quite the conversation. I know. I like this episode a lot. Me too. Yeah. There was some tea. 
and a little bit of barks, a little bit of TED talk, a little bit of tuck talk, <laughs> a little bit of sexual innuendos. You know what I mean? Um, All well, right. We're going to well, go because we're turning the AC on right now. It is so hot. We turned but, it off so it yeah. wouldn't ruin the sound, but mm -hmm. we're dying in here. So I'm fine, but no, I knew that AC. <laughs> I had so much fun doing this right now. Me too. I'm so glad we're doing this. Thank you, everybody who came back to episode four. Bless you. Thank you, you so much, you guys. And if you find it in your heart, like if you could, just share it if you can, like mm -hmm. on your story. Or I know a lot of my friends tell me that they're telling their friends by word of mouth, which is awesome. Thank you so much for that. No, seriously, um, thank you so that helps much. Us so much. Um, but if you can, I appreciate maybe it so post much. something on your story, get us some more listeners, and mm -hmm. uh, we can spread a little love that way. Thank yes. you so much. Happy we want to build some, pride. yeah, happy pride. We want to build a pride. community. Tell all the girls, gays, theys, all of them. Tell all of them, please. And happy pride, babies. We got a bachelorette on our hands. How heavy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, Heather. You're cute. She just plumped herself on She's the dead couch. because we're not giving her attention. I think she's hot. Yeah, I think so too. She was laying on the cold floor. Yeah. And she okay. hates the floor. Let's turn okay. 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 Thank Bye. you guys. Love you. Bye.